2: Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We're almost halfway through this year. Are we being productive in the things of God? Are we focused on our Lord Jesus? It is true that we have lots of challenges in our days, but Jesus overcame the world and its worldly ways. And now, we must operate in the kingdom of our God. You know there are two kingdoms operating simultaneously here on earth in our times. The kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of our God. If we are operating in the principles and God's ways of doing things here on earth, we are not subject to the world's economy to this inflation, to these challenges, we are not subject to it. We're not under it. God will always provide for us sufficiently, okay? So continue to focus in our Lord Jesus Christ and His ways of doing things. Let us obey His commands, okay? We have some uh, instructions that I will focus on for today, and I have to obey the Holy Spirit. He asked me to address the spirit of Jezebel so that you will know. And if you already know, then this is just a reminder and an encouragement for the body of Christ, okay? In Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 38, I'm going to read from Amplified Version. I said, But Joshua, son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall enter there, and encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. So Moses was instructed by God to encourage his successor, young Joshua, son of Nun. And we have to encourage one another in this time. Because God is leading us to things and places that we've never been before. Positions that we never had before. These are major, major changes that even if they're godly and good changes, our flesh still needs to line up. Amen? Okay, in Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 28, But charge Joshua and encourage and strengthen him. For he shall go over before these people, and he shall cause them to possess the land which you shall see. It is important that we encourage one another, especially those that have already received a prophecy from the Lord that you are good to go, that whatever you find in your hands, once you start doing what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, those are important things and signs and wonders will follow you. It is important to encourage one another and at the same time to spend some quiet time just listening to the Lord and ministering before Him. Amen? Me and Joshua are going for a week or two just to isolate ourselves because we both receive the prophetic word that we are good to go. So uh, we're going to set aside that time. And next week, Paula will minister before you through this radio uh, broadcast. And the following week, it's going to be a pre-recorded message that either me or Joshua will record before we leave. Amen. So Moses was instructed or commanded by the Lord to encourage Joshua, his successor. Our instruction, number one, is to encourage one another for the transfer of wealth and influence. Not to give up, but continue to move forward. This is not about competition. This is not about territories for you to protect. Just focus on the Lord. He knows what He's doing, and He has your back as long as you obey Him. Amen? In 2 Chronicles chapter 35, verse 1 through 2. Josiah kept the Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem. They killed the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the first month. He appointed the priests to their positions and encouraged them in the service of the house of the Lord. Okay, even in the ministry, we need to encourage one another. In Ezra chapter 7, verses 27 and 28, Blessed be the Lord, the God of our fathers, said Ezra, who put such a thing as this into the king's heart, to beautify the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, and who has extended his mercy and steadfast love to me before the king, his counselors, and all the king's mighty officers. I was strengthened and encouraged, for the hand of the Lord my God was upon me, And I gathered together outstanding men of Israel to go with me to Jerusalem. Look at how Ezra pointed it out. He said, blessed be the king, his counselors, and his mighty officers. He didn't say, those corrupt people, those jerks, and said, "Um, they finally listened, I finally won them over. No, you have to look at people for their destiny in Jesus. And you have to be um, merciful to them too, as we are commanded to pray for our leaders, especially political leaders. Okay? So uh, Ezra was said, I was strengthened and encouraged because he saw that God had touched the king to renovate or repair the altar or the house of the Lord in those times. Okay? Now, in Acts chapter 4, verse 36. Now, Joseph, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, who was surnamed Barnabas by the apostles, which interpreted means son of encouragement. What a name, huh? And he lived up to that name. In Acts chapter 15, verses 31 through 32. This is the church in Antioch in those times when they received instruction from the apostles in Jerusalem. It says, And when they read it, the people rejoiced at the consolation and encouragement it brought them. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, inspired interpreters of the will and purposes of God. That's the prophets. You inspire, you interpret, and you declare the purpose of God. Urged and warned and consoled and encouraged the brethren with many words and strengthen them. Amen. You know, when you are out there, even here in the radio broadcast, talking to you, I don't know how many, in all the uh, radio stations that we have, I don't know how many millions are listening, even hundreds and thousands, I don't know, it is quiet because you're just talking to a microphone. Amen? But the secret for that is to see you in the spiritual realm and talk to you as if God is personally talking to you, in which that is what God does do. Okay? So Sometimes when I go overseas, it was so tiring and expenses is enormous. There's always something. Even though you plan everything, somehow there will be additional conferences. There will be additional meetings and additional airline tickets and uh, transportation expenses. And sometimes if I don't encourage myself, I get discouraged and, you know, discouragement is a form of unbelief, as if God has forgotten about you. So you and I have to fight that, especially and including these times for the transfer of wealth and influence. Things will not go the way we want things to go. Okay, There will always be challenges. There will be always adjustments and corrections and restoration. But keep in mind that this is God's ways of doing things, and His ways are perfect, okay? So one time, me and Divina, we just checked into a hotel. This is about uh, like uh, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, their time. And uh, we were tired after 27 hours of flight, and I was taking a shower, And the Lord spoke to me and said, you are going to Davao City in the Philippines. So I told Divina, we're going to Davao. So once we get up, if you can arrange for our plane tickets and we have pastors that are going to fly with us, but the Lord confirmed that. So that is additional expense. And we went to Davao to meet some pastors that we're supposed to meet. And they are going to drive from General Santo City to Davao City. So as soon as we landed there, we were met. Me and Divina assumed that it's one of the pastors that we're going to meet. They immediately drove us to a Chinese restaurant. And the pastor seems to be in a hurry. kept on asking whether we're finished, we're finished. And he seemed to be agitated. And I was just like, oh my gosh, we just got here. I don't mind uh, taking another shower. (laughs) can remove the fatigue from my body. And yet, we were were rushed. So after we ate, we were drove to a church building, wherein many of them are young people, probably about 80% of them. And this is in the middle of the afternoon, between 2 to 3 o'clock. So I was taken aback, so I thought, I said, oh, okay, so probably the pastors are here. So I start ministering, and everybody's paying attention, and I was just like, this, is this a meeting or a service? And the pastors told me, it's a service. And so I start ministering, and the Lord gave me the topic. I don't have any topic because I'm supposed to meet with pastors And I expect them to ask me some questions, and then I'll answer. So the Holy Spirit gave me a topic for that, and I start ministering to people. The Lord healed one uh, gentleman, probably 50 years old, who was on a wheelchair. And uh, he was um, taken there by somebody because he was dying, and the Lord healed him miraculously. And I start prophesying. And I was wondering why, including the pastors, they have tears in their eyes. But I don't have any time to stop. And I was still ministering. So I ministered to them between three until probably about six o'clock. And then another group have arrived and they're trying to get my attention and said, they're here to pick you up. And I said, so this is not the meeting And I said, like, no, uh, we didn't tell you because the pastor insisted that you minister to his congregation. So they're trying to stop the service, and I just pointed to one of them. I, I didn't even realize who he was. He's one of the pastors, and said, we still have time. And he got so scared, and he returned to the vehicle, and I continued to minister. I found out later on that that congregation they used to beg on the streets. They used to sell things. But the mayor had made it illegal to beg or at the same time to sell different kinds on the streets, which is, which you're going to find them in a lot of uh, Asian countries. But this time it was illegal. So the pastor took them in and they got saved. And that's how the church was built up. And I start prophesying to them that you will be the first millionaire in your family. I don't know. The Lord did not tell me who they are. That's a wonderful part. So everybody was crying. And because they were so touched, because they knew I didn't know either. Because that was a uh, service that is not scheduled. And I was just like, well, praise God. And so we went on to the next meeting, and and I started ministering and prophesying to a group of ministers and pastors in somebody else's home, and then we left. One person who has a uh, business plantation orchard, they gave us a lot of fruits that uh, the, um, the pastors who traveled with me are more than happy to take them Of my hands and Divina's hands. We just took a a few to sample in our hotel rooms. And I forget all about that because God has really performed many miracles in the Philippines that I cannot count them. There are many people that got saved and continue to get saved through this ministry. But we came back, I think I came back alone, and I was in General Santos City, I think about a year, and I was holding a pastor's conference, and I was told that there's a young man who was waiting for me at the lobby, and it's just like, all right, and I don't meet with people before the service, but I found out that he drove for about two to three hours just to see me, so... I said, I'm going to give this young man about five or ten minutes. And then he asked me and said, do you remember me, Pastor Chris? And I, and I was just like, good Lord, there are thousands of people that I ministered and prophesied. And he asked, he's asking me whether I remember him. So the safest way to do it is, you look very familiar. And he said, Pastor... I'm one of those that were on the streets that you prophesy in Davao City. And you told me that I'm the first millionaire in our family and you didn't even know my situation. So now, and said after, after a year, and said the Lord have fulfilled that promise and I came to thank you. All my tardiness, if there are any disappointments in me, if there's any concern about how am I going to pay all the bills, have evaporated. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you for coming to encourage me and said, you, 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 you brought some great joy. And he started telling me that he owns a warehouse now, that uh, his former boss decided to retire. And the Lord put it in his heart to sell the warehouse to this young man and finance it and left the business to him. Now that is God. So if God can manifest one somebody that is from the streets, who don't have any, have manifested it in 12 months. And he told me now and said, when you go to our city and said, I'll give you my driver and my vehicle. And, uh, but I never seen that, uh, that uh, young man again. But isn't that amazing? It encouraged me. And the Lord has a way of encouraging each and every one of us. Okay? So it is important for us to understand that. Okay? I have more scriptures for you, but uh, I want to go on because you know how important it is, right? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, Therefore, encourage, admonish, exhort one another, and edify, strengthen, and build up one another, just as you are doing now. It is part of you and I ministry, okay? Forget about the title. We all have one ministry, that is ministry of reconciliation, reconciling mankind back to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. And number two, encourage yourself when you are discouraged, afraid, or weakened. Remember all the things that Lord Jesus has done for you and his promises in the word. Your prophecies that hasn't manifested yet encourage yourself with the promises of god in the word and your personal prophecy because god is faithful okay in first samuel chapter 30 verse 6 david was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because the souls of them all were bitterly grieved each man for his sons and daughters this is when their sons and daughters and whatever properties or goods that they have, they were taken captive. Okay, but David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Okay, this is what we need to do. Second Thessalonians chapter two verse seventeen, comfort and encourage your hearts and strengthen them, make them steadfast and keep them unswerving in every good work. And word what's what you speak, okay so we need to encourage one another, we need to encourage ourselves, okay, and um, also read Hebrews chapter three, verse thirteen, and Hebrews chapter thirteen verses five and six, okay. You can also read Psalm 27 verse 1 and Psalm 118 verse 6. And at the same time, we do not encourage evil doers. We do not encourage anything that doesn't please the Lord, okay? In 2nd John chapter 1 verses 10 and 11, it says, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, Or is disloyal to what Jesus Christ taught? Do not receive him. Do not accept him. Do not welcome or admit him into your house. Nor bid him God's speed. Or give him any encouragement. Do not encourage rebellion against God or disobedience. For he who wishes him success. Who encourages him. Wishing him God's speed is a partaker In his evil doings. Amen. I'm running out of time. So I cannot. uh, I cannot discuss. um, Concerning the spirit of Jezebel. In this program. But I wanted to encourage you. Continue to move forward. We just have to determine in ourselves. That there are no other way. And there are no other choices that are available to us that we can come to reconcile with ourselves, but only the ways of God. So we need to keep moving forward in the things of God. And then we don't have any regrets. We know and God knows that we have pursued him. We followed him and he is a faithful God. And and one thing that uh, that uh, the way I encourage myself is uh, when I'm in pain, when I'm in in challenges, when I'm hurting, I I remind myself and I remind God and said, Father God, this is not from you. This is not your will upon my life. I am loved by you, and I love you back. And this is not your perfect will for me. I believed in my restoration. I believe in your word. I believe that you have healed me at the cross. Now let me know. Please tell me what else I need to do. Because in times that we are afflicted, when it's just so painful for us to move on, We need to remind ourselves and to remind our wonderful God and Savior that He loves us. We are His beloved. And you know, you know how to love. You only want, wish, and provide for the person that you love all things that are good. Amen? So much more is our perfect God. So I wanted to encourage you today, continue to move forward. You'll be surprised on how God will accelerate the time and restore you. He will even redeem the time that was His promise. Amen? For you and I. So uh, Priscilla, especially you, whether you're limping, sweetheart, whether you're limping, move forward, okay? And You may have tears today, but joy cometh in the morning, okay? This is going to be short. God is is going to shorten this time. Embrace him and, and trust in him. Amen? God bless you for tuning in. Until next time.
1: Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Prophetic Voice of Our Time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630, or you can email us at sogmi@outlook.com. At That's S-O-G-M-I at Outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org, that is S-O-G-M-I dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast.